When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will, and I want to say thank you to everybody who supported the podcast throughout the entire time that I've been building this thing up. You are amazing, and we're getting a lot of people on Spotify recently. I noticed that. It's really great. We're on Spotify now, and uh, I want to welcome everybody from Spotify who's listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for checking out this place, and also thank you for being a space enthusiast. It makes you an awesome person just for doing that. Now, Ethiopia is going to launch a satellite in 2019, and it has an intention to launch its first satellite in 2019, and that's according to the Ethiopian Space Science and Technology Institute, the ESSTI, at the Addis Ababa University, and the satellite is expected to be launched from China during September of 2019. The initial plans to launch the satellite were announced in 2016 at the same time the Ethiopian Council of Ministers approved the establishment of the ESSTI, and they have stated uh, that the satellite will be launched from China, while the control and command station will be in Ethiopia. That's the director general of the ESSTI said that. And sticking with the ESSTI's slogan of, we explore the universe for the benefit of our people, the launch of Ethiopia's Earth Observatory Satellite Observatory, sorry, satellite will be used to improve the country's weather monitoring, monitoring capabilities. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm stumbling over my words. I got to get with this man. <laughs> I'm just reporting some space news here, guys. Um, so, so uh, yeah, so far... Um, What's been revealed that the satellite's design and development will cost about $8 million, with China funding $6 million of the cost. In the terms of the collaboration between Ethiopia and China, as far as the launch of the satellite is concerned, were not revealed. Not quite yet, but there's going to be more information on that in the future, so stay tuned and I will get that to you as soon as I know what's going on. So from satellites to Mars, NASA's latest lander. On Mars, the InSight touches down tomorrow on Monday. Oh my gosh. It's going to take eight minutes for the first signal to travel from Mars to Earth on Monday. And by the time we hear that InSight has reached the top of Mars' atmosphere, the lander will have already touched down either safely or it has crashed. And we're only going to know that um, by a sound, right? So the sound of NASA... In the JPL, it's going to sound like cheers and yelling and screaming and laughter and probably some crying in there, too, because this is a big mission for NASA. But in the minutes before that, NASA's InSight team will be monitoring Mars Lander's radio signals uh, using different spacecraft and radio telescopes on Earth. And uh, it's going to find out what's going on 91 million miles away. And because these signals are captured by several different spacecraft that relayed to Earth in different ways and at different times. That means the mission team may know right away when InSight touches down 
or they may have to wait up to several hours. And NASA will be listening through radio telescopes. Um, and as InSight descends into Mars's atmosphere, it'll broadcast a simple radio signal. Uh, they're called tones, and they'll be sent back to Earth. Engineers will be listening for these in two different locations. The National Science Foundation's Green Bank Observatory in Green Bank, West Virginia, and the Max Planck Institute for Radio Astronomy's facility at Effelsburg, Germany. And their results will be relayed to mission control at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and to engineers at Lockheed Martin Space in Denver. Now, these tones don't really reveal much information, but radio engineers can interpret them to track key elements during InSight's entry, descent, and landing, the EDL. For example, uh, InSight deploys its parachute, a shift in velocity changes the frequency of the signal. And this is caused by what's called the Doppler effect, which is the same thing that occurs when you hear a siren change in pitch as a, uh, a fire truck or an ambulance or, say, a police siren goes by. It's the woo. <laughs> that's, that's my sound effect budget for today. The sound effect budget is me going woo. But, you know, when it goes into the distance, that's the Doppler effect. <laughs> so they're going to be looking for these signals. Um and that'll allow them to know uh, Insight's EDL is progressing. And Mars Cube 1 is another thing. Uh, so there's like two little spacecraft and they're flying behind Insight. They're about the size of a suitcase or a briefcase somewhere around there. And they'll, they'll attempt to release signals back to Earth. And so they're called CubeSats, these little satellites. Uh, the Marcos, M-A-R-C-O-S, are being tested as a way for future missions to send home data during the EDL. So it's going to ping these little satellites. These satellites are going to go uh, send some information back to Earth and we're going to know what's going on. And it's an experimental technology. But if they work as they should, um, the pair will transmit the whole story of the EDL as it's going on. And that might include an image from InSight of the Martian surface right after it lands. So InSight is also going to say something when it touches down going to say i made it and several minutes later spacex spacecraft says it again uh, but a little louder and clearer and the first time it will communicate with a tone beacon that the radio telescopes will try to detect and the second time it will send a beep from its more powerful x-band antenna this beep and uh, includes slightly more information and is only heard if the spacecraft is in a healthy functioning state and if NASA's Deep Space Network picks up this beep, it's a good sign that InSight survived the landing. And engineers will need to wait until early evening to find out if the lander successfully deployed its solar arrays, which it gets its power from those solar arrays. Now, the MRO, the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, 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 besides the Marcos CubeSats, NASA's MRO will be soaring over Mars. It'll be flying up, up above and uh, recording Insight's data during its descent. An MRO will hold on to the data it records during the EDL as it disappears over the Martian horizon and goes far away. And when it comes back around from the other side of the planet, it'll play back the data for engineers to study. And by 2300 UTC on November 26th, that's 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, they should be able to piece together all of those recordings of the landing. And the recording is similar to an airplane's black box. So it's going to have data. 
it's not going to have real time data, but it'll have data and it'll send it back when it's able to. And um, it'll give us the data if it if it touched down right, if it if it was doomed when it landed, you know, if it crashed, if it burned, we'll know all that stuff when the uh, MRO flies back around. And the 2001 Mars Odyssey will also relay data after Insight has touched down. Odyssey Odyssey will relay the entire history of Insight's descent to Mars, as well as a couple of images. We'll also relay confirmation that InSight solar arrays, which are vital to the spacecraft survival, have deployed. And the thing is running and it's getting power. So engineers will have this data just before 1.30 UTC on November 27th, which is 8 p.m. Eastern on November 26th. And Odyssey will also serve as a data relay for InSight during surface operations, along with the MRO, NASA's Mars Atmosphere, and Volatile uh, evolution mission, the MAVEN mission, and the European Space Agency's Trace Gas Orbiter. So we got we got ESA all up in this too. So we will know on Monday, November 26, if this lander touches down. This is a big deal, everybody. So hopefully everything goes well, and I will have as much information as I can for you on Monday when it lands, and I will put out a podcast as soon as I get some information about this. Now, that being said, um, I want to break down the schedule of what this lander is going to go through and the uh, activities that it's going to do on its way down to Mars, the milestones of the mission. Now, at uh, 2.40 p.m. Eastern, there's going to be a separation from the cruise stage that carried the mission to Mars. At 2.41, that's one minute later, it's going to turn to orient the spacecraft properly for atmospheric entry. And six minutes later, at 2.47 p.m., atmospheric entry at about 12,300 miles per hour, beginning the entry, descent, and landing phase. Two minutes later, at 2.49 p.m., peak heating of the protective heat shield reaches about 2,700 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about 1,500 degrees Celsius. Then 15 seconds after that, peak deceleration happens. And that's... With the intense heating causes problems with temporary dropouts and radio signals. So it's it's normal for that to happen. And then at 251, that's about two minutes after um parachute will deploy. And then 15 seconds after that, there's gonna be a separation from the heat shield. Ten seconds after that, there's a deployment of the lander's three landing legs. And at um, 2.52. So this all happens in like 15 minutes. Activation of the radar that will sense the distance to the ground. 2.53. One minute later, first acquisition of the radar signal. 20 seconds after that, separation from the back shell and the parachute. 0.5 seconds later, the retro rockets or descend engines begin firing. 2.5 seconds after that, start of the gravity turn to get the lander into a proper orientation for landing. And then 22 seconds after that, InSight begins slowing to a constant velocity from 17 miles an hour down to constant 5 miles per hour for its soft landing. And at 2.54 p.m., expected touchdown on the surface of Mars. And at 3.01 p.m., the first beep from InSight's X-band radio directly back to Earth, indicating that InSight is alive and functioning on the surface of the red planet Mars. 
So no earlier than 2.04 p.m. PST, which is 3.04 p.m. Eastern, but possibly the next day, the first image from InSight will be sent back to Earth from Mars. This is going to be crazy. It's the surface of Mars. And then at 8.53 p.m. Eastern, no earlier than that, there's going to be a confirmation from InSight via NASA's Mars Odyssey Orbiter that InSight Solar Arrays have deployed. So that is the breakdown. It starts at 2.40 p.m., right? And then at 3.01, everything should be a go. That's the first beep we get. And then uh, at 3.04, possibly the next day, there's going to be an image coming from Mars to Earth from this lander. Oh, man, I'm so excited. And then, you know, maybe later on that night, um, no earlier than 8.35 p.m., there's going to be communication that the solar arrays are popping out and working properly wow this is that's a really short amount of time for this thing to go from twelve thousand three hundred miles an hour to just five miles an hour from 240 to uh what time is it 254 ish yeah 254 240 to 254 it goes from twelve thousand miles an hour to five miles an hour that is, that's a, that's a fast descent into a very slow descent within 15 minutes ish. So, but it's pretty cool if you look at these things and you think about the time that happens. NASA has all this stuff figured out. They have all these times down to a science. They need this exact timing. They don't just willy nilly it out there. They don't just throw it out there and hope it works. They do it right and they get it down to the exact second, 10 second delay, 15 seconds later, 20 seconds later, 0.5 seconds later. Some of these times are like 2.5 seconds later. And uh, those things are really important. I mean, these these folks, they measure out everything and they figure out all the science, all the engineering. And then you and I get to sit back and we get to watch the amazing science happen between Mars and Earth. And I can't wait for this all to happen. And I will have more information for you on Monday about this lander. But for now, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, all the new Spotify listeners. You folks are amazing. And I will see you next time. Have a good day and enjoy your space news the rest of the day. I'm Will for Space News Podcast. Have a good one.